Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. The grandkids, Liam and Carson, said, Happy Wednesday. Hey, Wednesday, with you on your couch tonight. Okay. So at 6.15 this morning, they're wide awake. Okay, and, and they're laying there, and so I'm reading for this morning, just looking over stuff and reading, and, and they're watching Puppy Dog Tales, to which Carson then says, Pappy, let's go over to my house. I said, Carson, your parents aren't even up yet. Yeah, but Pappy, we go to my house. Now, well, the reason she wanted to go over to her side of the house is because there's pumpkin pie over there <laughs> that Tony bought the other day for our birthday today, which we ate yesterday. So she had to buy another one for today. I said, but Carson, we can't eat the pie for the party tonight. But, Pappy, there's still some left of the old one. Okay, Carson, go get it. So she goes and she gets it, and we have some pumpkin pie first thing in the morning. Then they come to my office where they're coloring pictures and all that stuff. And, yeah, I'm thinking I'm the only pastor in America that probably does this on a Sunday morning. But so then I'm leaving for to come to, to church, to service, and they're like, hey, we want to ride with you. We want to ride with you. Okay, no problem. Get in the car. So we're grabbing over. I said, Let's, we'll, we'll listen to music, and, you know, we'll listen to music for Pappy's birthday, about Pappy's birthday. And Okay. So we turn to, we're clicking his channels on the radio, and first song comes on. It's the old song, It's Some Kind of Wonderful. How many know that song? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Some Kind of Wonderful, yeah. And then we got done with that one. Next one was Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> like, what? Like, like, what? What is up with that? And so there we are going down the road. Boom, boom, boom. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, oh, anyhow. All right. I have too much fun. Amen. All right. I want to share with you this morning a message. And uh, I was reading some scripture this week. And uh, just, just something hit me like a ton of bricks. I did some of it on, on Wednesday night. Um, but I'm going to take a reference of it this morning. And I want to call today um, the law of love in lawless times. Right? The law of love in lawless times. Now, how many know that we in our world see some lawless things? Amen? I mean, and it's nothing new. Okay, how many know lawlessness has always been part of this world? And um, so let me start with this scripture, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, it says, And Jesus answered and he said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Now this was in response to them saying, Tell us when the signs of the end are. Tell us what those signs are going to be. All right, and this was Jesus answering them. He said, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Okay, let me stop right there a moment. Remember what Jesus says? See that you're not troubled. Can I say to this body today, be not troubled. Be not troubled. Amen? We are the people of God. There are troubling things in the world, but we are not troubled. Okay? Whoa. What happened to my screen? You, you, you're messing with me every week. You're not going to, uh, not you, him. Jen, you're wonderful. Him. He's not going to see his next birthday. He keeps messing with me every week. All right, I'll look up here. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. They will kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended 
We'll betray one another, and we'll hate one another. Let me back up for just a moment. How many know we see this on an ongoing basis? Nation is against nation. We see kingdoms against kingdoms. How many know we see pestilences? How many know we got, we got this thing called COVID-19, right? Which is a whole lot of stuff, all right? Earthquakes, all right? These are the beginning of sorrows. And then he goes on. And he says, there's tribulation. They're going to kill you. You're going to be hated by nations. You will, many will be offended. How many know the people are offended by the name of Jesus Christ? How many know we live in an offense culture or everybody's offended by something? The church is offended. The unbelievers are offended. Everybody's offended. The right's offended. The left's offended. Everybody's offended, right? All right? And he says this. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. How many know we see that today? And because of law, and now watch this. Here's the part that really caught me. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Because lawlessness abounds, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Let me say this to you. So Jesus says two things. One, he says, look, lawlessness, the lawlessness that is happening in the world, in the hearts of men, will cause the love of many to grow cold. But he also says that it is the gospel of God's kingdom, the gospel of a kingdom not of this world, the good news of a kingdom not of this world, will be the witness to the nations. Do we understand today the full ramifications of what it is to be God's kingdom people who are a witness to the nations? That you and I are a witness. Let's stop that. We are a witness right here, right now to this nation. The kingdom of God. We are a witness to the nation. It is not the right or the left that is a witness to a nation. It is the kingdom of God people that is a witness to the nation of a kingdom, not of this world. Now, so begin to think about this. This word lawlessness means a condition without law. It means it is lawless because there are times where you are ignorant of the law. How many of you have ever broken a law that you didn't know was a law? Okay? That in your, it could be something real simple. You didn't know it was a law, you broke the law. Okay? For example, many, many years ago, about 20 years ago, I wanted to try water skiing. <laughs> Lazinski. <laughs> okay? All right? And, and so we were camping. We got on the boat. He's going to take me to go water skiing. And we're out on the thing. And I'm trying. I really didn't do very well. All right? At all. But at any rate. But the next thing we know, we're out there. We're going. We're going. We're going. And all of a sudden, here comes this guy, the ranger, with a light on the boat. He comes over. And he gives us a ticket. Because we were skiing past sundown. Now, it was bright as the day, it was, okay? And you could see, but according to the schedule, sunset had happened, right? But we didn't know, did we, Tim? We were ignorant, right? I won't even tell them the rest of the story. Don't worry, it's okay. Well, maybe I should. Nah, I better. Then the rest of the story is this. So while we were getting a ticket, well, you did wrap me out. You did, you did kind of falsely accuse me up here. Well, not falsely. But so the rest of the story is this. So we're, we're out there. So the guy's going to give us a ticket because we're skiing past sundown. But then the guy says, going to check the boat to make sure we have all the proper flotation devices, you know, the one that you can throw out if somebody's drowning, you know, the round thing, the white thing, that kind of thing. So Tim says, oh, yeah, I got one of those. And he gets that baby and he whips it out. And that ranger takes it and he's looking at it and he flips it over and he flips it back over. And he looks at Tim and he says, well, frankly, sir, he says, this is nothing but a decoration. <laughs> 
decoration in your garage, isn't it? <laughs> but, but again, the point was, we broke a law because we were ignorant of the law. Listen to me this morning. You've got to understand something. There are many people in this world that you get frustrated with that are breaking the law of God, but do you understand they don't know the law of God? Do you know there are people who do Christless things because they don't know Christ? There are people who don't know the law of God. There are people who don't know it. And so we sometimes have to understand, wait a minute. There are some in ignorance do break the very laws of God. Is it an excuse? No. But, all right, it's also means those who know the law but willfully violate it, okay? Anybody here ever willfully violate the law? Okay, good, I got a lot of you here, okay? How many know that you violate the law every time you speed? <laughs> I, I'm not, I do it all the time, okay? That's just a small example, right? And we, I, my friend Jimmy, I told you this before, Jimmy Mascaro, George, he complained to me one day he came to visit. He got a ticket, okay? He said, I set my cruise on 62 and a 55 and I got a ticket. <laughs> I said, okay. So you willfully set your cruise above the speed limit, and now you're complaining because you got a ticket. <laughs> okay? <laughs> How many times have we done that one, right? So there's this violation of the law of God. And then there is that part of it which is done in contempt and iniquity and wickedness. How many know there are entities in this world, there are people in this world through the influence of principalities and authorities that willfully and in contempt of God's law violate it. Okay, that is a reality. But the problem is we must understand that this lawlessness tries to have an impact on us. All right? Uh, so for example, let me start with this. First of all, let's remind us. Lawlessness in the land is a result of lawlessness in the hearts of men. Right? The, the lawlessness in this land, it really literally starts right here. Anytime I willfully violate the law of God, it starts right here in a heart condition. Can anybody say amen? Can anybody ever say that your heart, a wounded heart, a critical heart, a bitter heart, a resentful heart, an angry heart, has anybody ever sinned and violated God's law out of an angry heart? Nobody. Okay, I got a few of you. That Tyrone section, they raised your hands a little bit. I know them. Okay? You see, but, but here's the problem. So we're watching, we're believers. We believe the law of God. We do our best to follow it, abide by it, and yet at times we still break it. And yet in the land that's happening is there is lawlessness in the land because there's lawlessness in the hearts of many people. But here's the thing. If lawlessness in the land causes us to violate the law of love, then we are lawless before God. Let me say it again. If lawlessness in our country, in our land, in our world, causes us to violate God's law of love, then we are lawless before God. Because how many know we are held to the law of God? We are held to God's love. We are held to operating in love, acting in love, speaking in love. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But let's understand something. How many would agree with me this morning that we are held to a higher standard than the world? We are held to a higher standard than the world. And we must not bring our standards down and say, well, they're doing it, they're doing it, they're, it doesn't matter if they're doing it. Right? How many times have you told your children, I don't care what they did. I don't care what Johnny's doing. I don't care what Susie's parents said. Right? Okay. Now, in a day of lawlessness, the love, 
the law of love must reign. It, I'm watching the landscape of our country. Lord Jesus, help us. There is so much going on. We need his help in such a dramatic way. We, we do. Yet, yet, in spite of it all, God's law of love must reign in the hearts and lives of his people. It must. It has to. Because we are the witness to the nations. And we cannot be the witness to the nations when we are hateful, angry, bitter, arrogant, mocking. We just can't. I, I, I'm amazed at the lack of love I see between supposed brothers and sisters when they disagree on political opinions. You see, so let's talk about this. So, so, so if we're going to live this way and if we're going to live the law of love in lawless times, how do we do that? What is that law? Well, let me show you the divine order, right? Remember, you'll know this. And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Okay, that's what? The number one commandment. Number two, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Watch what he says. And there is no other commandment greater than these. Nothing. Can I, can I suggest to you this morning that keep the Sabbath day is not greater than those two? But how many know it's much easier to keep the Sabbath day than to love our neighbor? <laughs> right? Because it's easier to keep orthodoxy sometimes than it is to live out what Jesus says. Right? It's more important that because see, here's the deal. When we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we keep the Sabbath, if you will. Because you know, he became our Sabbath. But he says, and also, the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Right? And so all of a sudden, notice what it does not say. Notice what Jesus didn't say. Love your neighbor as yourself if. Don't you just wish he'd have put an if? Does anybody here wish that? Like, I wished he would have. Like, thank you. <laughs> and I know your story. All right? Don't, don't, where did Jamie go? Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you something. You better find him because I'm going to put him in the sermon right now. I, I, I come in here this morning. Jamie folks back there, one of our crack security staff. I go up and shake his hand. I greet him. He say, brother, hey, brother, look, can, let's keep it a little short today. I didn't get home from the races until 1 in the morning. <laughs> Somebody might want to show him this scripture. I'm just saying, all right? my birthday. <laughs> you know, he probably sat at the races for five hours. Oh my, we might have a two-hour service. Oh, help us, Jesus. My, friend, my good friend John Miller from, you know, the mechanic and who's in Florida right now, he might be watching. He says to me one day, brother, 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 you know, they say that the mind can only uh, understand what the seat can endure. I said, is that right? Yeah. I said, how many hours did you sit in that tree stand yesterday? He said, never mind. <laughs> yeah, nice you, got, nice you could up here. Did you go out and get a little cat nap or what? Listen, did, I would love for Jesus to have put it in, in my carnal nature, in who I am. I would love for Jesus to have put an if in there. Love your neighbor as yourself if they believe like you, if they act like you, if they this, if they that. There are no ifs in that scripture. There are no ifs in that scripture. The Bible does not say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, if. 
No, there's no if. We've got to stop removing the if from our life if we're believers in Jesus Christ. If we are part of the kingdom of God, we've got to get the if out of the, out of the equation. And we all got an if. Now, let me tell you something. Because let me tell you, if you saw my neighbors, you'd understand what I'm talking about. I mean, they're really close. <laughs> like through the garage, to the other side. Okay? You see, Jesus is saying, listen, here's the divine order. Here's the order. And so the law of God in lawless times is to love him with all that we have. Heart, mind, soul, strength. And to love our neighbor like ourselves. That's the law of God in this era. You know why? Because it's always been the law of God. It has not changed. In a day of lawlessness, God's law of love still is still the law for our lives. In the day of lawlessness, God's law of love is still the law of our lives. We cannot, we cannot dumb it down. We cannot weaken it. We cannot add conditions to it. We cannot do that. Why? Because I, care, because I care about politics? No, because I care about his kingdom and I care about souls that need to have people witness the kingdom of God to people who are hard to love. Anybody know some people are hard to love? Ask Tony. She's trying, but she's, but she's loving Eric. You thought she was talking about me. God's love, God's law of love doesn't change even when the law of the land does. It, it just doesn't. Listen to me, here's what's happening. Because what's happening is all the stuff on the outside of us, it comes against us, it comes against us, it comes against us. And we get frustrated and we get angry and we see things that are on the front through God's moral law. And we see things that are breaking even our national laws and it angers us and it makes us angry. And what happens is that lawlessness is beating upon us when all of a sudden it begins to creep in. How many know a boat is good as long as the water's on the outside? But how many know the moment it starts to creep inside, we're in trouble? You see, and what happens for us is now, if the lawlessness in the land impacts us too much, it gets in the inside of us, and we begin to operate in a lawlessness towards God, because now we don't love, because our love has grown cold. All right? Uh, okay? So what does this look like? How do I do this in this era? How do I do this? How do I live this out? Well, here's the good news for us. We always have a model. We always have something and someone to resort to that can check us, amen? Jesus modeled the law of love in his radical submission to the Father, in his radical sacrifice for humanity. I, you see, because we gotta remember this, love is a, not a feeling, it's an action. I, mean, you got, I understand, you get those warm, fuzzy feelings, amen? We all have had those little goosebumps and all the, you know, Stuff that goes with it, that's great. But how many know when it comes down to it, it actually is an action far more than it is a feeling? All right, how does Jesus, how does Jesus demonstrate his love for the Father as he walked this earth that he would love him with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength? He did it because Jesus walked in perfect radical submission to the will of the Father. Jesus said, if you obey me, you love me. If you love me, you obey my commands. How many know for us as believers, Love for God is demonstrated through our submission to God, through our obedience to God. Because I love you, God, I'm not gonna do this. Because I love you, I'm going to do this, right? 
Love has to be the motivating factor for our life. Love for God is the motivating factor for us to keep the law of God, right? And so if you and I as believers are going to follow God's law of love, we must obey him. That we live in a world now today that we would radically obey him. How many know there's people that need to see God work on behalf of those who are willing to obey him? That I don't have to act like the world. That I can obey the law of God in lawless times and God still bless me. And I can still love you in lawless times even if you are a lawbreaker. How many know we've all been lawbreakers? How many know we are all lawbreakers? You see, if we're going to follow God's law of love, we must walk in obedience. If we're going to follow God's law of love, we must love each other in his church. <laughs> let's, let's back up. We're talking sometimes about trying to love the world when we can't love each other inside the building. Huh? It's amazing to me, in the church world, blood bought, born again, children of God, purchased with the blood of Jesus, under the same banner, will hold grudges, won't speak to each other, and somehow justify it before God. Hmm? I, I, it's, it's amazing to me. I have been in some real, not here, thank you, Jesus, but I've been in some really bad church meetings where there was anything but love demonstrated. I mean, when, when somebody is threatening to beat somebody else up in a church meeting, how many of you know we might have left the law of love? <laughs> I mean, in the church, first of all, because Jesus said what? By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. That you love one another. And so if we're, we're going to follow the law of love, man, we got to get it together in our own houses, in our own, I'm talking about the local church, and I'm talking about the church abroad. How many know the, 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 the denominational barriers, hatreds, prejudices need to come down? The stuff inside the church walls need to come down. The offense, the grudges, the bitterness, and all the junk got to come down. We got to love each other first. Yet, if we're going to follow God's law, we must love our enemy. Again, don't you wish Jesus would have put an if? Love your enemy if. There's no if. Let me hear you say it. There's no if. But don't you wish there was? It's so much easier when there's an if. If we're going to, we're living in a day when we're divided in this country. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And we should be divided on some of it. Amen? What I mean by that is, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we say, this is okay, that's okay, that's okay. No, it's not. There's garbage out there. How many know Jesus stood against unrighteousness? But how many know he did it in love? Hmm? If we're going to follow God's law of love, we must love our enemy. If we're going to follow God's law of love, we must love God and others more than we hate evil. Let me read you a scripture. It's found in Revelation, you know, Revelation chapter 2. Jesus is talking to the church, right? And he's talking to the church in Ephesus. And when he's talking to the church in Ephesus, he tells them all the things he likes about them. Right? How many like it when people tell you all the things they like about you? How many know you hate it when they follow it with but? 
Jesus does that. He says, I know your deeds, I know your toil, I know your perseverance. And I know that you can't tolerate evil men, right? Listen to me, there's evil in the world, amen? There's evil people in the world that are being operating in evil. We understand that. And that you put to test those who call themselves to be apostles and are not, and you found them to be false. And you've persevered and you have endured for my name's sake. And you've not grown weary, but, here comes the but, I have this against you. You left your first love. And see, I was beginning to think about that scripture. I was pondering that. You left your first love. Hmm. They hated evil. They didn't tolerate evil men. And yet, Jesus still has something against them. He said, therefore, remember where you've fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first. You see, I believe, sometimes we read this and we think it's only about their love for him. How many know when we first, if we, if we leave our first love for him, how many know we will leave our second love for others? It's hard to love others properly when we don't love him first. He says, listen, I got this against you. You've left your love. You're not doing what you did at first. You're not demonstrating love. You're not acting in love. You're not walking in love. You're not in love. He says, what the, repent, change the way that you think, and go back and do the things you did at first. Because if you don't, he said to the church, I'm going to remove your lampstand. How many you know the church, the blood-bought, born-again believers of God's kingdom are to be the light in the dark place? How many know we are to shine in a dark world? And we shine in a dark world through love. Not just our hatred of evil. We got to love, man. One of the greatest challenges to the church today is following the law of love in a day of lawlessness. Excuse me. Anybody having trouble love, loving today? Anybody having trouble loving today? <laughs> Anybody? I'm telling you, watch some of the craziness out there. There's a storm that's raging against the flame of love in your heart that is trying to get it to grow cold. Because once it can get it to grow cold, how many of you know it's not long so you stop being a flaming witness for the kingdom of God. <clears throat> lawlessness in the land must not cause lawlessness in our hearts. Just because we see what we see, we experience what we experience. We cannot allow that to creep in and cause this heart now to operate lawlessness before God, where I impacts my love. Impacts my love for him. Impacts my love for others. You see, because let me remind you what he said. He said, this gospel, this good news of the kingdom, it will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. And then the end will come. You and I are a witness to the nations of a king and kingdom, not of this world. See, the kingdom message is the witness to the nations in a day of lawlessness. The law of the kingdom is love. And in a day of lawlessness, God's kingdom, proclaimed through love, will be a witness to the nations. Because of lawlessness, 
the love of many will grow cold. Has anybody felt those winds in this era? Like, it's really easy to hate those people over there and wish for their demise. Or over there, or over there, or over there. Come on, Troy. Say, wow, that's quick. Don't get get that look off your face. I look like one of my looks I had when you putted yesterday. (laughs) We're going to do communion this morning. And I want to do it at the end. Because I want us to remember something. When we do communion, we're remembering the greatest demonstration of love that was given for us. For God so loved the world. Not when we were in a righteous state, when we were in an unrighteous state. Not when we were in a godly state, when we were in an ungodly state. Not because we were perfect. But he, and, and what we celebrate is a radical demonstration that Jesus had in his love for the Father. That he was so in love with his Father, that he loved his Father so much from his heart, mind, soul, and strength that he was willing to have his body beaten and broken and put on a cross. And that he was willing to have his blood spilled and shed because he loved his father. But because he also loved us. Because he also loved us. You see, there's a demonstration before us that Jesus gave to us. And and let me remind you of a scripture. If I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but don't have love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. <laughs> gong, bong, bong. Think about it. How annoying. How annoying. If I have the gift of prophecy, and I know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, there's to move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. What does it look like to live this out? I'm asking our elders and whoever's helping with communion to come as I am sharing this scripture. Come and prepare. Listen with it. Paul goes on and said, let me tell you something. Now, you say, what does it look like in this era, pastor? Well, I'm going to tell you. Love is patient. Everybody go, ugh. (laughs) Love is patient. Listen to me, church. Love is kind. Love is kind. Let me say it again. Love is kind. Be nice. Be nice. He says this. And it is not, does not brag. It is not arrogant. It is not arrogant. Why do we feel good being arrogant on social media? As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Love is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It does, it's not provoked. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want to bet? I bet I say you want to bet. And anybody ever been provoked? I provoke you? Yes. God's still working on you, brother. You know you've been provoked. You've been provoked for months. You get on Facebook and you're provoked and you're angry. And you're ticked off. You're provoked. I wonder how much of uh, the provocation in our hearts is because of the pride in our hearts. 
It doesn't take into account of wrong suffering. You want to bet I can tell you the score? How many scorekeepers in the house? Don't raise your hand. I know scorekeepers, man. They can tell you the score. Yeah, well, I remember that 35 years ago, this is what you did. And 20 years ago, this is what you did. And 15 years ago, they got a score. They, they keep the score. I'm going to tell you something. This morning, some of you need to rip up the score sheet. Some of you need to rip up the score sheet. Throw it in the garbage. Get rid of it. It doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness. It but rejoices with the truth. In a day and age where we don't know what the truth is out there and we live in a day of narrative, we still have the truth of God's Word. And we're going to rejoice in it. I'm going to rejoice in this thing. I don't care what all the prophets are saying. What I mean by that is I'm not going to be ruled by fear. I'm going to be ruled by the truth of God's Word. And I'm going to love from the truth of God's Word. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. It never fails. Listen to me. It never fails. It never fails. Listen, I, I'm going to say something to the church. You will probably never in your life, a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee this, you will never get a chance to radically serve and sacrifice for a Nancy Pelosi. I heard that. But you will for some of your neighbors who support that side. about her it's about them how much God loves them don't get blinded don't get blinded he says look he says tongues will cease knowledge will cease it'll be done away with we know in part but when the perfect comes when I was a child I used to speak like a child how many know love is a demonstration of maturity unconditional love is a demonstration of maturity Loving your enemy is maturity. Ouch. Don't like that one. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. So we see in a mirror dimly, but then we're going to see him face to face. Now I know in part, but then I know fully just as I've been fully known. But faith, hope, and love abide these three. But here it is. You know it. You know it. But the greatest of these is love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Do not allow the winds of the lawlessness of our land to blow into your heart and cause the love to grow cold. Do not allow that to happen. And what we're going to celebrate this morning is Jesus' model for us of what it was radically love his father to the point of submitting to death on a cross to radically loving humanity to the point of sacrificing himself on the cross none of us have been called to die on a cross but all of us have been called to deny ourselves and to pick up our cross and follow him follow him how in the same thing that he modeled us I am like you I see many things in this world that frustrate me. I see many things in this world that I hate. I see many things in this world that drive me crazy. And there's times it wants to creep in. And how many know when it creeps in, it usually gushes out? Can I get an amen? <laughs> 
But what I want to gush out is what's more important, which is the love of God. The love of God. Do not allow it to grow cold. Do not allow it to grow cold this morning, saints. Because you're a witness. You're a witness. You're a witness to the nation. You're a witness. Now, let's bring it down. You're a witness to your family. You're a witness to your job place. You're a witness to your neighbor. You're a witness of a king and kingdom, not of this world. In the land of lawlessness, we still live the law of love.